You're listening to Matt Walsh On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Well, I received a lot of email this week, but for today's mailbag, I'm just going to focus on one, uh, one that represents several others that I got as well. And I want to focus on this one because I think it's an interesting discussion that may take me a little longer to answer. I wrote earlier this week about a really disgusting stomach churning case in New Mexico. A lot of crazy things happen in New Mexico, as you know. Uh, New Mexico is, I believe, basically the late term abortion capital of the country. Uh, it's also, I should mention, where uh, the, the, the state where a, um, a humble chemistry teacher named Walter White became a drug kingpin. But anyway, in New Mexico, a mother and a son separated for many years because the son was put up for adoption were reunited and uh, they proceeded to fall madly in love with each other and now they want to marry each other and i'll pause there so that you can clean up your your vomit from the walls you good okay well i made the point that is so obvious but it must be made and that is with gay marriage legal gay marriage quote-unquote how can we deny these two lovebirds their right to marry we've discarded traditional marriage and in doing so we've we've uh, we've let all of this in you know we've let all sorts of things in including incest but there's one thing in particular that i said in that post that sparked a lot of f- feedback from people and if you'll excuse the, the arrogance of me quoting myself i'm going to read it to you okay this is one one, one part that I want to focus on, and I was talking about the three primary justifications given for gay marriage, and that is, uh, well, that it's consensual, it's not hurting anyone, and love is love, as they say. Love is love, which isn't really an argument, it's just a slogan, but still, that's, it was used as an argument by the pro-gay marriage crowd. And I was talking about how these also apply completely and totally to incest, and also polygamy and bestiality, etc. So on consent, on the issue of consent, this is what I said earlier this week. I said, nobody denies that two adult men can indeed consent to marry each other, but can we deny it in the case of Monica and Caleb? They're the mother and son incest couple. He's 19, she's 36. They have agency over their own bodies. Their reunion happened when the son was a legal adult. That means they both made their own choices. God help them. Nobody was forced into anything. There was consent without question. When applying this logic consistently, it becomes immediately apparent That consent is not enough to morally or even legally justify something on its own. Our culture says that as long as two people want to do something, then it must be okay. But we see that just because a mutual agreement has been reached, that does not in and of itself mean that whatever was agreed upon is good or ought to be legal. If mere consent were enough, then the three sickos arrested a few years ago for digging up a corpse to fulfill their necrophiliac fantasies ought to be given a presidential pardon. Sure, their victims didn't consent, but she also wasn't alive. All of the living participants consented, yet the act was still illegal. Why is that? Well, 
We can come up with some peripheral reasons. You can't trespass at a cemetery, for instance. But the real reason beyond any other is that it's just plain wrong, morally wrong. And despite all of the half-baked protest against legislating morality, almost everyone still agrees that in some cases, a thing ought to be illegal primarily because it's immoral. That's what it means to be human beings living in a civilized society. Okay, so legislating morality. The idea that, in fact, we should legislate morality is very hateful to a lot of people, very offensive. Even people who consider themselves conservative. It's become a turn of phrase, hasn't it? Don't legislate morality. You can't legislate morality. You got to make laws without legislating morality. Morality has nothing to do with it. Here's one email I got on that subject uh, from Bethany. She says, Matt, I'm usually a big fan, but when you said in your latest piece that we should legislate morality, that seemed to be what you were saying. Sorry if I misinterpreted you. I really thought you'd gone off the rails a bit. It's not the government's job to tell us right from wrong. I'm conservative, but no, I don't want the government making things illegal just because they're immoral. Let the churches preach about morality. It's not the government's job. Okay, so this is what I want to talk about. The government should not make things illegal just because they're immoral, supposedly. And that sounds sensible, doesn't it? But actually, when you look closer, it makes no sense at all. It's nonsensical, with all due respect to Bethany. If the government should never make things illegal because they're immoral, well, then we shouldn't have any laws at all, should we? We should have no laws. Because everything that's illegal has been made illegal because we, or the government, judge it to be immoral. Now, certainly the government can be wrong about this. And it can make things illegal that are actually quite moral. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. We're seeing that happen now. For instance, a Christian baker says, I don't want to bake a cake for a gay wedding. That's a morally right. Not only does he have a right to make the choice, but it's a morally right choice. And so when the government makes that choice illegal, not only, the, not only are they taking away his rights, but they're taking away something that is right, which is even worse. So yes, the government can flip this on its, flip, flip this on its head and, uh, and, and that's a big problem when it happens. And it can, it can also make things illegal that perhaps are immoral, but should be outside of the purview of the government. So for instance, it's immoral for a kid to lie to his mother about whether he stole a cookie from the cookie jar. By the way, when was the last time? I've never, I don't think I've ever actually been in a kitchen that had a cookie jar on the counter with cookies in it. I would have loved it if my, if my mom had an actual jar of cookies sitting on the counter at all, at, at all hours of the day. But she never did. I've never seen a, a cookie jar actually filled with cookies. Anyway, but a, a kid takes a, a cookie from the cookie jar. Um, that's immoral because it's dishonest. He's disobeying his parents. It's against the Ten Commandments. Should it be a police matter? Should the government be involved? No. No. Um, I mean, unless he robs the, the, the cookie jar at gunpoint, then perhaps. But otherwise, no. Because, look, everything should be handled by the most local authority possible, which is this is a principle called subsidiarity, that the most, lo- the most local authority possible should handle you know, a situation. And for many of these moral issues, that authority is and should be the family. And next would be the local town, uh, you know, then the state, and then, and then the federal government. 
the federal government should only be involved when things fall fully outside of the scope of all other levels of authority. It's so so if, if you have a, a spy, you know, the, a treason, something like that, the federal government is involved because that's outside of the scope. Yeah, the, the, the treasonous person's mother could be very angry and punish him, but it's outside of the scope of the family or even the state to deal with. That's where the federal government comes in. And it's true that the government, the federal government, often gets involved where families, towns, and states should be and in fact are sufficient. But that's a different discussion, an important discussion, but a different one. Whatever level of government we're talking about, okay? Whatever level of government it is, here's the fact. There are many things that should be and are illegal because they're immoral. Laws exist fundamentally to promote and preserve the common good. That's why we have laws. I challenge you right now, for all these people who say you can't legislate morality, come up with a definition of law Come up with a reason for law that has nothing to do with good and bad. Come up with a morally neutral definition of law. You cannot do it. It's impossible. Because if the government exists totally outside of good and bad, then there would be no law. There'd be no basis for law, no reason for it. And there would be no government. Yes, again, the government can be and often is wrong about what's good. But still, it exists and the laws exist for the good, to preserve, protect what is good. We know, we know when the government is wrong, when it needs to be changed, uh, even overthrown in extreme cases, precisely because it subverts the good, prevents the good, where it should be protecting it. But it's that acknowledgement. We, we expect it to acknowledge and protect and preserve the good. And it's because of that expectation that we know when a government is corrupt. But if governments are supposed to exist outside of good and evil, right and wrong, then we can never call a government corrupt, can we? Because there's no moral expectations to begin with. So when we talk about the law, okay, why is, uh, why is murder illegal? Let's go right to the most, obvious, the most obvious thing. Why is murder illegal? Well, some forms of murder like abortion are legal, but, but, but why is... Hold on, my wife is uh, texting me. We need dish detergent, apparently, in case you're wondering. Um, what were we talking about? Murder, yeah. Why is murder illegal? Well, because it's wrong. That's why it's illegal. Oh, you might say, well, it's because it hurts somebody else. It takes somebody else's life, and you have no right to do that. Okay, but why can't you do that? Why can't you hurt somebody? Why can't you murder them? Why can't you take their life? Why must that be prevented and punished? Why? Because it's wrong. No matter when it comes down to it, you can't escape it. That the reason for the law is that it's wrong. If it wasn't wrong, then it shouldn't be illegal. It's morally wrong. We all agree that it's morally wrong to walk up to somebody on the street corner and shoot them in the head. And that's why you shouldn't do it. If it was morally right or if it was a neutral choice somehow, then it shouldn't be illegal. Morally wrong. It's okay. Say the word morally. Morally. It is morally wrong. If murder were not morally wrong, then it should not be illegal. And it would not be illegal. It is morally wrong to hurt another innocent person, to kill an innocent person. And that is why it's illegal. Go right down the line. Rape, burglary, theft, terrorism, treason, whatever crime you can think of. Whatever crime uh, you can think of that you would agree should be a crime. 
It is a crime because it's wrong, morally wrong. If it were morally right or if it were neutral, then it should not be a crime. Does that mean that every immoral thing should be illegal? No. Um, although the states have a lot more leeway in that regard than, I, than, than people think. For instance, I think that uh, states do have the authority to outlaw porn and, and should actually outlaw it, but that's another discussion. But sure, there are, there are immoral things that should not be illegal uh, because it'd be impractical or, again, because it would require the government to interfere in an undue and burdensome fashion with the family or with the church or, or, uh, or whatever else. Um, look, it's, it's immoral to think lustful thoughts about another woman when you're married. That's very immoral. That's adultery in your heart. Should it be illegal? Of course not. It can't be. There's no way to make that illegal. Can't be illegal. There can't be a law saying don't lust after other women in your heart. There should, that, that, that law should not exist. That law exists in the church. That law exists you know, in heaven. That's God's law. But there's no way for the state to enforce that, nor should it try. So we can all agree. But if you're very lustful about other women uh, and you decide, hey, I'm going to go visit a prostitute, should that be illegal as it is in most cases? I would say yes. And why is it illegal almost everywhere? Well, because it's wrong. It's really the only reason. There are other, you know, there, 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 are, there are other things involved. Prostitution encourages um, human trafficking and so on. But why is human trafficking illegal? Why is that a problem? Because it's wrong. Because you're treating people like cattle, like objects. You're trading and selling them. And why shouldn't you do that? Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. Because it's wrong. That's what, it always comes back to that. Everything that is illegal, if it should be illegal, when it comes down to it, it's because it is wrong. Morally wrong, objectively wrong. So, here's the real question. Should a thing be illegal because it's immoral, even if it doesn't harm anyone else? Even if it doesn't involve anyone else? In many cases, no. Um, To sit in your house at night and get drunk on your own, even if you don't abuse anyone in the process, even if you don't get behind the wheel of the car, but to sit in your own house and get drunk on your own couch, that's immoral. Not to drink, that's not immoral, but but to get drunk. Should it be illegal? Should there be some kind of task force that comes to your house every night to make sure that you're not drunk sitting on your couch watching uh, Everybody Loves Raymond reruns? No, that, that shouldn't exist. Okay, so there's another example. But let's go back to incest. Let's go back to gay marriage. Although gay marriage was never illegal in the first place, it just, it didn't exist before. You know, it was never, there was never a law saying gay marriage is not allowed. It was, marriage is a certain thing and it doesn't involve uh, same-sex relationships. But, but the argument for instituting gay marriage is that it doesn't hurt anyone, right? And the argument that uh, this incest couple makes for itself is that it doesn't hurt anyone. It just involves them. It doesn't hurt anyone else. But even leaving aside, you know, the extended families in these situations that are very much hurt and affected, uh, I would say it does hurt others. To, to legalize incest, to allow mothers and sons to marry, to allow two men to marry, subverts the institution of marriage, which is the institution upon which all, uh, all of society rests. Society rests on the family. The family rests on marriage. And it sows confusion moral chaos, degeneracy. It represents an attempt by the state to fundamentally reform and reshape the family and the covenant of marriage into something that it is not. It takes it down from its place of distinction where it belongs and it dismantles it, dismantles it and it deconstructs it. 
And yes, that is harmful. Maybe not in a physical sense, but in an even wider, deeper sense, it is harmful. It does harm others. And it's wrong. Now, even if a mother and son don't wish to marry, um, just the sexual act between them, the sexual relationship, that is and ought to be illegal. And there you don't get into, well, it harms the institution of marriage. But it still should be illegal. Because society should be ordered toward the good. It should have a system in place to prohibit and punish things that are gravely, seriously, catastrophically evil. It, it, it does come down to a matter of degrees somewhat. A child stealing the cookie from the cookie jar has not committed a grave evil. That's the other reason why the government shouldn't be involved. A mother having sex with her son has. And so the question becomes, should she be punished? Should society so reject that act? Should it be so determined to dissuade others from doing it? Should it be so dead set on remaining the kind of society where such things are not prevalent, are not accepted, that it legally punishes the act? And I would say yes. In the case of something like incest, I would say yes. Even if you take all other arguments away, it doesn't, you know, there's no extended family they're living in a, in a trailer by themselves. They don't want to get married. Um, they just want to have a sexual relationship with, with, with each other, as disgusting as that is. Should it be illegal? And I am saying yes. And it is illegal in most I think in all states it is. And it should stay that way. If I were starting my own town, my own state, and I could make the laws, I would definitely make that illegal because of the gravity of the act, because of how disordered and, and horrible it is. So, yes, I say it should be legal. Illegal. And you know what? Almost everyone agrees, which is why almost nobody, almost no one, you take the most libertarian-minded person who's you know, all about hands-off government, hardly any of those people seriously argue for the legalization of incest. Hardly any of... In fact, I've never really heard it. I think increasingly, um, we are going to start hearing that. You know, we're... All forms of degeneracy and, and, and perversion are um, going to eventually be legal and accepted in the mainstream. But up until this point, no one's really argued for it, even very libertarian people. And why is that? Because they make a judgment that it's wrong. And they believe, as much as I do, that we shouldn't live, at least right now, and this will change, but they believed that we should not live in a society where that sort of thing goes on and is permissible. And that, you know what? If you do that, you ought to be punished. You ought to be. What we have to get away from, especially as, you know, if you consider yourself a conservative, if you consider yourself anything but a, a morally relativistic liberal, because, yeah, if you're, a moral, if you're a moral relativist, then obviously you think the government should exist outside of um, any concept of objective morality because you, you, you reject objective morality completely. But if you're not in that camp, if you're a libertarian, a conservative, whatever, that we really have to get away from saying the government shouldn't legislate morality. You can say the government shouldn't legislate morality incorrectly. It shouldn't legislate morality improperly. It shouldn't legislate morality in instances where it's not appropriate or ineffective or, or counterproductive or whatever else. But to say as a blanket statement that it should never legislate morality and it should never make things illegal based on a moral conception, it should never make things illegal just because they're morally wrong, that makes no sense. And you don't believe it. You don't actually believe that. You don't, you, you don't take that principle and apply it to its, uh, to its fullest extent, thank God. 
Because if you did, you'd be all, yeah, make incest legal, make everything, make literally everything legal. Because literally everything that is illegal is illegal because it's been judged as immoral. What we, sh- what we should be striving for, what we should be trying to establish is not a government that doesn't recognize good and evil, more, you know, moral and immoral, but a government that more correctly recognizes it and preserves it, it protects it, um, operates according to it. That's what we should be looking for. That's what we should be voting for. Not a Puritan society, not a, not a uh, nanny state society. We're not talking about that. Yeah, another example, they, uh, up in New York, when they tried to make you know, big, large cups of soda illegal. And that was a moral determination on the part of the nanny staters up there. That was a bad law. It was a very stupid, bad law. Because first of all, drinking soda is not immoral. And second, even if you could make some argument that it's you know, immoral to drink a ton of soda because of how it harms your body and you're disrespecting you know, your temple, uh, even if you made that argument, it's not such a grave evil that the government needs to be involved. So, that was a, so, that's, a, so that's an example of a, of a bad law. And that was an example of politicians who don't have a correct uh, conception of morality trying to make laws. And that's always a problem. And that's what we should be trying to get away from. And that's what we should be voting uh, according to. Okay, so legislate morality. Yeah, absolutely. But do it correctly and in the right context and in the right cases. There we go. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Acruce Salus. Godspeed, everybody.